it's so multifarious. It's so multifarious. It's so multifarious. This is Ultra Multifarious, uh, where we are trying to learn something new uh, about a lot of different things. I'm here with my brother Thomas, and um, with my great friend Alex. And today, on this show, we're going to talk about Proggy over Perfecki. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. It Progress over perfection is something that I wish I learned when I was in high school or earlier, and... So when I say progress over perfection, what I mean is if you wait until something is good or perfect, you will never make anything. I'm telling you this specifically about this podcast. There are things after listening back that I thought, oh, I want to change that. But you can't edit a podcast or think about or make decisions about a podcast that exists only in conversations in your mind. Or with Alex, or with you. Right. Hey, I think, and then it'll be good, and we'll do, it'll only be 20 minutes, so yeah. that people can listen, and none of that really matters, so. Yeah. What By are your the thoughts? By the way, on? I did learn this in high school, and <laughs> I kept it to myself. <laughs> and I didn't record it for you. Right. Um, so what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Just progress over perfection. Yeah, as a, as a, is, this, is that a phrase you've heard before? No, well, not like, not, not really, no. But I think it's a good, it's a good phrase, and. I think I do agree with you as far as, you know, because we were actually, me and Tim were talking about it the other day. Um, we both enjoy, you know, writing and, and, you know, hashing out, you know, ideas, written ideas, you know, for stories or whether it's a movie or a video game, right? Um, but he was even having that conversation with me the other day. We were saying, you know, he were like, you know, we got to, you got to take action on those things because if not, like you said, if you don't just start making some progress, like you said, I could have a hundred ideas written, but I'll never finish any of them, or they'll never really be hashed out. So, what good are they really? It's like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, they could literally. I go can to answer my... that. They're zero good. Right. They're zero good. You know. And I think about so many writers who say that they're writers, mm. but they are thinkers because right. they don't write anything. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if you're out there and you're like, oh, I have, I have all these cool creative ideas. Cool. Here's your homework. Every week, write 100 words. That's like nothing. Just write 100 words. And they could be terrible words. They could be words that aren't well thought out. But it doesn't matter because the goal isn't write me 100 great words. Right. The goal isn't write me a 100-word story. It's just write 100 words. Yeah. Because if I go and I find – you say you have a Google Drive with a bunch of ideas on it, right? Yeah, yeah. If you flesh that stuff out, even just write new like details, if you then show it to someone like me – I can go, oh, let's look through. Oh, this is good. Let's flesh this out further. Right. Let's discuss this. What did you mean by this? Yeah. And you kind of explore it. Um, there's a good friend of mine who's writing a musical. And uh, he had a bunch of notes on his phone. And I, I was able to help outline it differently. But he wrote all these notes on his phone. A lot of it we didn't use or it changed drastically. Some of it he's like, oh, this is so stupid. I would say, okay, great. Why is it stupid? Well, because this would never happen and this would never happen and this. Okay, so what would be cool? What if this? What if this? But if he never wrote that note that wasn't the best note, you'd never have anywhere. Right, to even right. base it off of. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like 
if you wait and you say, well, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to, you can easily fall prey to what we have now in society, which is distractions and entertainment. If I feel like I'm not being creative, it's way easier for me to put on something that distracts me or entertains me. Mm-hmm. And so the other thing I was going to mention is if I had to pick one enemy that was opposed to progress over perfection, it would be distraction and entertainment. And I think that those are the enemies of creativity. So what do you, do you find yourself, either of you, when you should probably go write that thing down or spend that 10 minutes of making a song or something that you feel like you want to do, but instead you turn on like that cool movie you missed from 10 years ago on IMDb TV? Um, I mean, I mean, yes, it does. It happens to me a lot when I say, even with guitar or, you know, writing, but it's, it, for me, it's weird because it kind of goes both ways. I've gotten some of my best ideas through entertainment and distraction, but at the same time, you can, you got to find that medium because it's like some of my coolest ideas, I think it'll be when I'm playing a video game or I've watched a movie and it sparks that idea because of it, right? Mm. So you're kind of like, oh, wow, I saw something really cool in this movie or heard something in this song that gave me an idea to do my own thing. But I, I think distraction and entertainment, like I said, if you're not careful, it can completely overwhelm, which I think it does a lot of people, over, you know, figuring out those ideas. You yeah. Know? yeah. I also feel like for this podcast, uh, it's a really good example of it because we didn't know exactly what we wanted it to be. And when you actually make progress, one of the things you learn is what you don't like. Sometimes it's tough to figure out what you want to do, but most people know what they don't like. So they can go, ah, I didn't like when that happened, so I'm never doing that again. And then they stop doing it, and that kind of you know changes the direction. But if we waited and said, oh, what's the theme song? Oh, well, what's the, are we going to have a catchy intro? What? How are we going to end each show? We kind of are just figuring that out as we go, and I think that that's yeah. better because now we have multiple episodes of a show that people are listening to mm-hmm. rather than, you know, just, oh, yeah, one of these days we're going to make a good podcast. We just need to write the theme song first. Right. It just wouldn't happen. People also work on feedback loops. So if I go, hey, what do you think of this? And you go, it's good. My brain goes, wow. And I want to work on it more. Yeah. If you try to be in your little creative cave and mastermind something huge, it's hard to finish because you also never get a feedback loop. Yeah. You never get someone to go, oh, that's cool. Have you thought of this? And so I know a lot of people who have novels they started and all these big 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 projects so another thing is to like start small yeah you know um so alex you're awful quiet over there you got something to say what do you what do you have against me (laughs) i would just say um that this is a farce no (laughs) no uh i have really embraced this I think you brought it up like a couple of years ago um, outside of this venue, but um, I've really embraced this and I really believe that uh, a lot of small steps accomplished equals success. So if I take, if I, if I get a lot of small victories, it'll equal the, the war being won instead of trying to win the war and then all the small battles never getting Completed, I guess. Yeah. To use that analogy. Yeah. But. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's like people who think they need to make a band name before they can write a song. It's like, no, what are you doing? Like, you're too worried about something that's not on the macro level. It's like, just focus on 
maybe writing like the first part of a song, actually, you know, like yeah. you said, just take a small step, you know what I mean? It's funny you say that because the three of us are in a band that doesn't have a name, but I think we have probably four rough songs. Right, right. And uh, it's funny, though, because I'm what I would consider a serial namist. I like to name everything fun little, oh, we're going to name it this and give it this tag and title. It's just how I create. There's not a lot of value for other people, but it's good for me. It just makes it more fun, you know? Yeah. And uh, so when we were getting together with the rest of the group that we're playing with right now, I was like, hey, what about some ideas for a name? And uh, Jacob, the same person that's writing the musical, which is going to be a great musical, had some wisdom. He's like, why don't we wait and see what we sound like first? I was like, hey, you know what? That's a great idea. Yeah. And so we murdered it. <laughs> yeah, he's out. He's gone. Goodbye, Jacob. Um, he was good, but... <laughs> I tried to think of your catchphrase and I couldn't. I was going to go, check it out. Check it oh, out. check it out. I was going to go, come on. <laughs> it's not that. That's very Tony Danza. Oh. Mono. Um, <laughs> who's the boss? I'll tell you who the boss is. Tony Danza. Um, but that's a great, it's a really good example. So if you're listening to this and you think, well, I'm not good at what I'm trying. That is, is only fixed by doing it more. Yeah. I think a lot of times too, people are afraid of failure because they think it's the opposite of success. And I don't think that it is. Right. I think that failure is how you train to be a success because you as a human don't want to feel bad. Yeah. So if you're not great at running, you don't want to go out and run because right. you feel like, wow, this whole time I'm just the worst at this. I'm failing. Right. 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 But what you're doing is you're actually pushing your body to say, hey, tomorrow I'm going to be a little bit better at running. I'm also going to blow my knees out because <laughs> I'm way too fat for this. You're going to run out there like pre-Fontaine. <laughs> oh, and, no. uh, yeah. It's all in the shorts, baby. It's all in the shorts. Yeah. It's really not. That. Um, no, but I agree. I think a, a quote I really like, and I don't, I'm not even, it's simple, but it's be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And it's, I like that. I, I, it's very important. It's, it, I really try to keep it in mind more often than not recently just because it's like sometimes in the hardest situations, like you said, if somebody's not comfortable with something, a lot of times you'll just find a way to avoid it if you can. Yeah. You're like, ah, I'll run tomorrow or especially with working out and stuff like in fitness and health. It's like, no, nah, I'll, I'll start the diet tomorrow because obviously that's the easy thing to do. But tomorrow you're not going to start either. So it's like, you know, you just got to do it, you know? So, yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm in sales and... Uh, I was taught a long time ago um, by uh, our old GSM. He's not there anymore. General sales manager. There you go. Sorry. Um, you know, he basically said, you don't want the path of least resistance. Mm. And a customer doesn't want that either. They want to feel like they fought for something. So you want that point of friction. Doesn't have to be negative. Doesn't have to be even like confrontational. Mm. But you want that little bit of, oh, we just met a... We met the point of friction because then each side will be more satisfied with the outcome hmm. because there was an act, you had to overcome something. Right, right. So it sounds like now a sales rep's brain is wired so that they want to go where it, they're just going to hear yes through the whole process and and make a sale. But that's not how that's not where most sales are made. Most sales right. are made at the at the point of friction. So hmm. just to, just to piggyback on your right, uh, right. being uncomfortable thing, discomfort is a great thing. Yeah. yeah. No, that's really good. And I think 
the other thing too is like when you set unrealistic goals, like I'm going to lose weight. And why why do I call that an unrealistic goal? Uh, because uh, open ended. I'm way too I'm gonna fat eat dinner here. tonight. That's hey. impossible. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> it's a, a a very large idea. And Alex, you've talked about this before um, with me about it's it's about ever improving. And like you just said, the small victories. Instead of saying, I'm going to lose a bunch of weight. What if your first goal is, I'm not going to gain any more weight. And that, while to some that might sound ridiculous, if you set the right goal, you build momentum. Right. And so if you're, you know, whatever you're trying to accomplish. <laughs> and then you bake yourself into a cake and eat your way out of it. See? Squad goals. Easy. So there's a big, there's a batter downstairs, Thomas. Right. <laughs> what I'm going to do is it's going to be this big game show style situation gonna where I'm in a big bowl and I got to run through the batter to mix it. So I'm exercising waste to time. make the cake. Waste time. <laughs> I'm going to exercise and make the cake that I then eat it. my way out of it. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. Someone needs to hear this. I need to hear this some days. And it's just that um, when you have something that you want to do, it is very easy to wait for an ideal point to try to get started. Yeah. And you want to wait for that perfect time. Like you say, why is it that everybody wants to lose weight next Monday? Yeah. It's called, I'm going to start on Monday. It's a psychological thing as if anything would change between now and Monday. It's like, yeah. well, it's weird. I think there's, it's for me, especially, I don't know about other people, but when I put something off till the next day, it's literally just a way to push it, to the side room in your brain where you're like, okay, now I really don't have to worry about that anymore because I already made the decision that I'm just going to do it tomorrow. Mm. Then I'll worry about it. But really, like I said, you're probably not going to do it tomorrow either, the, the odds are. <laughs> but it's just easy for you to you know compartmentalize that in your brain a certain way. And then when you do, you're kind of like, okay, now I can play this video game because I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to watch right, this. Right. I'm going to watch this this movie because I, I already I'm going to start tomorrow. So it's all good. So know? it's a defense mechanism. Almost for me. And it's it's kind of, you know, it's like I said. It's a. It can become a huge detriment to your goals and your ideas, especially when you're trying to hash ideas out and things like that. It's like, nah, I'll just do it tomorrow. Like you know. So that is important. Like I said, to just hop on the train and just do it. Just start know? doing it. Have you ever struggled with procrastination? Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 How do you? How do you live with yourself? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you about it, but I'll tell you about it tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. I set you up we'll for that. Like, <laughs> if you didn't dunk that, it was on you. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, do you find that you still do? I mean, I think everybody does to a degree, but is it a problem? You know what I'm saying? Everyone procrastinates a little bit. Listen, I'm about to lose my house. <laughs> He's like, it might well, be a problem. Just maybe. Kidding. I just had to file this paper. I'll do it next week. I'll do it on Monday. No, no, I've gotten way better at it, but there are still, like, I can even think back to when I was in high school, when I was in college. Now, here's the thing. What's terrible is, like, let's just use an example of if I needed to write a research paper. I had done the research, but I generally wrote it the night before. Yeah. Mm. But I would get A's on them. So no. now I'm being rewarded for bad behavior. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a great thing. No. So then you're like, I can jump in at the last minute and get uh, it done. Yeah. So you know what? I'm just going to keep procrastinating. It's worked out for me. <laughs> Look, guys, it's actually worked out. It's, it's, not, yeah. it's not half bad, yeah, right? No. Can't fight that. 
can no, no, fight no, but back. it definitely there have been some um, there have been some instances where it's like okay, I should have uh, prepped more, but I can prep quickly for something. I sure. do have that ability, so yeah. not necessarily right before, but I don't need a lot of time to prep for something. I just have to make. Uh, it depends on what it is, obviously, but I just have to make the decision to do the prep. Yeah. So if I do the prep, it could be like, or it might take somebody two hours, it might take me ten minutes. Right. Right. But I just have to do it. So I think there's a... Now, just procrastinating is be like, oh, I didn't think about this at all, and now I'm trying to throw something together. That's different. I don't yeah. think that's good. Right. It's not healthy. Yeah, and I've... Um, you know, because there are times where... I imagine this thing is going to take so long and it's going to be so difficult. And then when I actually do do it, I was like, oh, um, they have done a scientific research that proves just ah one. They've done a scientific <laughs> research that proves there is an moon circling <laughs> of Earth. Of Earth. It's crazy. Wow. You wouldn't believe it. And of moon circling of Earth, are there Martian? No. Uh <laughs> Why would there be Martians on the moon? <laughs> By nature of their name, it is a Martian. <laughs> and I was like, so anyway, but they had to relocate. There is a scientific research has been studied. This is Timmy deGrasse Tyson, right? <laughs> Timmy deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> wow. That says that the highest failure rate of people when they procrastinate is simply getting started. The the hurdle is getting started, and once they get started, they finish the task faster than they thought it was going to be finished and better than they thought it was going to yeah. turn out. And so uh, so that's one thing, is if you just, like, okay, just get started. Have you ever heard of the two-minute rule? No. It's what I think I, I have, but I can't remember what it is. It's So I've upgraded it to where I'll eat stuff off the floor <laughs> <laughs> in a much longer window. Yeah, absolutely. You pretty have you much heard of the 35-minute rule? You're maximizing it. applies to steaks <laughs> on a tile floor. Some poultry, not all. May it have been mopped in the last week or... Who knows? Who knows? But it's a steak. I can't let it go to waste. I'm working towards the infinity rule. Uh, no, so the... Two minute rule is that if you think of a task that you need to do and it will take you less than two minutes, do it immediately. Mm. And if you do that, essentially, you'll never have, I say never, it is very unlikely that you will have a bunch of little tasks that you need to do. Right, because they'll snowball if yeah. not. Yeah. So if you just go, oh, I need to take the trash to the curb. Mm. If you think of it then, don't put it off. Just do it and then you'll be done with it and it'll take two minutes. But then here's the sneaky part. The way the two-minute the two minute rule works, remember what I just said, the hardest part is getting started. I don't know why. I don't know how. But after you pull that trash out. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the jungle, baby. I don't know what you're going to say. Uh, well, no. Then you go, what else am I going to do? Mm -hmm. It's this after effect. And then you go, oh, you know what? I'm just going to knock out the dishes. Oh, and then you realize you're two hours late for work. <laughs> now your house is very clean. You're not no, your house is, but... is impeccable, but you just lost the ability to pay for said house. Said baby. So, so that's the next step. That's the next step. No, but that's it. Is that the two minute rule is? Oh, hey, I know I have to move this table downstairs. Let me just not. I'm going to do it right now when I'm thinking mm -hmm. of it. And you don't even give yourself half a second to think. You just start moving your hands toward the table. <laughs> you go into a trance like state. No. What? No. Uh, well, you can. I'm, I'm going to say don't. Just, 
So it's on. Yeah, it's up to you. Yeah. You grab the table, you start taking it downstairs. And then when you do that, again, the momentum starts to build and yeah. you'll find yourself. So essentially, you make the iron hot by striking. Mm-hmm. You don't, quote unquote, strike while the iron is hot. Right. You got to just take action. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, what was the? Let's close with this, Alex. What was the? Uh, I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> Mizuno cleats. What? No. <laughs> what was the Japanese principle? <laughs> so you guys are gonna do a paisan. Yeah. No, paisan. You're not even close. Oh. Well, actually, paisan was a little closer. Uh, kaizen. Kaizen. And yeah. what is that? That is. Um, oh man. Like K- spot. K-A-I. Oh, I can't remember how to spell it, but oh. essentially, it, yeah. I'll Google internet, it. Um, oh, you closed Safari. It's essentially, you didn't open it back up. I don't want to mess up. Okay. Cool. Um, it's essentially, uh, it's it means continuous improvement. Mm. So it's always, you never have the perfect thing. You're always continuously improving. Hmm. So it's always, you're always working. You're always moving. Right. Yeah. It's not, oh, we got it. Because then, um, hopefully that didn't sound like a giant cannonball yeah. on the recording. Boom, he hit the table. table. But no, so there's a rap artist named Khan, and he has an album named, how did you pronounce it? Is it Kaizan? Or Kai- Kaizan. Yeah. I think I'm saying it right. So mm. And so that's that interesting, because be I was I never really did the research as to what it meant, or and I haven't listened to the album like so deeply, but that's interesting to know. It would be funny if you were listening to his songs and you keep hoping that they will continuously improve, <laughs> but they don't quite Kaizen. Oh, we're gonna have to have Kaizen part two. No, he's like he's Jay-Z. really good, actually. He's really good. Um, Perfect. Well, one of the things that I'll close with is um, just saying it, it, when you told me first about that principle, and I think that this is a key to progress over perfection and to getting things done. Is it doesn't mean that you're ungrateful. You can be content with where you are and thankful for where you are, and still want to improve. And I think that that was a a key part of the principle, is that you can have something excellent, and it's not about pretending it's not. Correct. But it's saying, hey, how can we make this more excellent? (laughs) Yeah. And so... uh, Just being hungrier. Right. Stay hungry. That sounds like a good catchphrase. Check it out. I feel like some famous person has already definitely taken that one. So what if I just say, like, stay peckish. Uh, nope. You don't want to be hungry. You just want to, I could eat. Stay, Stay I could eat. Stay famished, boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, so until then, keep on multifarian. Oh. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, by the way, our progress over perfection has not a, I don't know if we're making progress in the catchphrase <laughs> category. I don't think we are. Hasn't caught up with us. They're definitely not perfect. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> 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 <laughs>